Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Hello and welcome to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic, and I am excited to do a little follow-up here. I, I don't think I've ever really done a series before, but I thought it'd be fun to do a podcasting series where once a month or maybe a little bit more spread out than that, I share with you some updates on what's going on in my business. So this is part two. Um, If you want to go back and hear part one, that is on episode 204. Now we're on 209. So we are just cranking right through the 200s. But if you want to go back, uh, in episode 204, I shared a few areas of my business where I just haven't been feeling it lately. I just haven't been excited just kind of almost been dreading certain areas um, and just how I've been very mindful of that and how to kind of reduce those things that aren't making me happy and figure out what would make me happy, what would help me reach my goals and fulfill my mission in life, which is to help women have a better life with their dogs as pet parents or petpreneurs. And kind of figure out um, what what direction my business needs to head in, um, if it needs to change, if it needs to take a U-turn, what it needs to do. Um, so on that episode, I talked a lot about how I was exploring if a new dog walking business might be the answer to my problems, uh, or if perhaps my passion for canine enrichment could turn into a new service offering. In this episode, I am going to share with you what I have been thinking about since recording part one. Uh, And one of the reasons why I want to share my brainstorming process with you is to kind of show how much goes on behind the scenes. I know that if you have your own pet business, there are things that you have that you do that you worked on for months before telling anyone about them, um, maybe even before saying them out loud. You thought about them in your head for a while. And on this show, I get to interview so many amazing women and hear about their entrepreneurial or petpreneurial (laughs) journey um, from the flops and the false starts to the success that they eventually do find. And I think that it's this transparency and honesty that really makes being a woman in the pet industry so great. There is a sense of community and support for one another's dreams that I just, I don't think you see in a lot of other industries. And so I really like to foster that transparency, um, to be as transparent as I can, because I know there's a lot of people, I hear from people all the time, um, sending me DMs and emails asking me how I do what I do. And um, the secret is I really don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, But it it is just, it is a lot of trial and error. And, And I think that one of the important things is being able to kind of talk it through with this community that I've created um, through the podcast 
and also with other friendships that I've created um, in the pet industry. And it's it's really important to have other people that you can talk to. And I'll I'll touch on that a little bit more when I get into what I've been thinking about for the last month because one of my friends has played a big part in that. Um, but before I do that, I just want to mention to you that um, the Wear Wag Repeat Society is going to be opening back up for enrollment in the beginning of April. And there's really no better place to see this kind of community support of women in the pet industry than there is in Wear Wag Repeat Society. Uh, I love all of our members. Right now, we're about 80 strong. So there are a ton of women in our group, and they have all kinds of different businesses, from services to products to content creators, and people are at all different um, places in their journey. Some people are just starting out. Some people have been at it for a long time. Some are experts. Uh, and so it's a really great resource of people to be around if you want to kind of up-level yourself. You know, it's good to surround yourself with people who are doing things in the space that you want to do things. Um, and it's just really supportive and a great place to find accountability. Uh, this month, we welcomed Amy Lynn, of the Dog Guide as our guest expert. She is one of the members of Wear Wag Repeat Society, and she also runs her own uh, dog guide. It's more than a blog. It's really a a destination online, um, in addition to being a digital media and search engine consultant. So Amy put together an amazing lesson about blogging for SEO and taught that to all of our members this month. And by the way, uh, you can hear my interview with Amy back on episode 193. We talked about the Dog Guide San Antonio and how she's expanding to other cities and some amazing fundraising and supplies drives that she's done for animal rescues um, in the San Antonio area. Um, So... Amy's just a wealth of knowledge on so many different things, and it was wonderful to have one of our own members step up as the guest expert this month. I learned a lot from her myself. I'm also really looking forward to our Yappy Hour later this month. We just started doing these every month um, as of this past January, and so far they've all been in the evenings, but this month we're doing a brunch Yappy Hour on a Monday, so probably won't be drinking mimosas, but if you are, power to ya. (laughs) Uh, And I'm really looking forward to that because it's just kind of a casual, fun time to connect with other members, and I'm always trying to do these at different times of the day because we have members in the UK and in Australia. So there are people all over the world. And so I'm always trying to change our times so that different people can join for different virtual events that we're doing. So if you'd like to become a part of the society, um, the gates will be opening at the beginning of April. You can get on the waitlist now at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. You will see an email sign up to get on the waitlist there. If you are already on my podcast email list, you will get the reminders about this later this month. Um, April's theme, just to give you kind of a teaser, you'll hear more about this, I'm sure, as we get closer. But to give you a little teaser, April's monthly theme in Wear Wag Repeat Society is peer website audits. 
I'm so excited about this because we're going to match members up with each other. So it's going to be a really great way to connect on a deeper level with other members and kind of do some icebreakers and team building and all of that kind of fun stuff. So we'll match people up with each other and you will get to evaluate each other's websites or social profiles. If you don't have a website, that's totally fine. And I will facilitate these audits with a list of guided questions like, how easy is it to join their email list? Or how easily can you find their about page? And does the bio they've put on their about page help with their like, know, and trust factor? And by the way, all of those things are things that have been taught in previous monthly lessons in the membership. And as a member, you get access to all of the archives back to January 2021. So almost almost getting close to a year and a half worth of monthly lessons that you can go back and watch the recordings and implement the tips that I give you in those recordings. And um, so if you, if you are joining for the first time this April and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not really ready for a website audit, all of the resources and materials are in in the society for you to go back and review and implement them on your website. So there will be no pressure to have everything perfect. I mean, dog knows that my website is not perfect by any means. I'm just doing some troubleshooting on it this week myself. Um, so it's really just an opportunity to get a fresh set of eyes from people who really are probably your target audience, um, because I think that we are all each other's target audience in that group. So it's just a really, really wonderful group of people to have at your disposal. So make sure that if you are not in the society to get on the wait list at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. Okay, now let's talk about what we came here to talk about today, which is kind of what am I going to do <laughs> with my life? <laughs> no, really. What am I going to do with my business? Am I going to start a new dog walking business that's focused on canine enrichment? And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go on back to episode 204 and you can kind of get the whole rundown back there. Um, but over the pa- over the past month since I recorded that, I've really kind of um, decided, spoiler alert, to not (laughs) start a dog walking business. Um, But today I want to kind of tell you about the actions I took to come to that conclusion and the next steps, because I am going to do something. Um, I just feel like I need to kind of mix it up in some way uh, right now because I just, you know, I, I need some new excitement in my business and some new motivation. So I'm going to tell you um, the actions I took and then kind of where, where I, the direction I am going to head in. So first of all, I did enroll in the Canine Enrichment Technician Certification course through Dognostics, and I have been working on the lessons. I've already learned so much, and it's a really, really great course. When I talked about it last month, a lot of people were interested in it. I would highly recommend it. It is under $100. It's very thorough. There are quizzes and kind of evaluations at the end of each module. And at the end of it, um, you do have to submit a video showing you um, practicing or facilitating uh, the canine enrichment activities with a dog. It can be your dog or someone else's 
dog. Um, so it's very, very thorough. And when you complete it, you will be a certified canine enrichment technician. So I am enrolled in that. I have started it and I'm loving it. I also got certified this past weekend in pet first aid and CPR. That was another thing that was on my list of if I start a dog walking business, here's the things I want to do. And I really wanted to have that pet first aid and CPR certification um, because, you know, I probably wouldn't hire a dog walker who wasn't certified in that myself. Um, So I just did that course this weekend and I'm so glad that I did. I learned so much. Um, It was run through, if you're interested in, in doing it yourself, it was run through a company called Pet Tech, but it was hosted at my local uh, animal rescue that's called Animal Friends. So I would recommend looking up a, a kind of larger local rescue or shelter that you have in your area. Maybe the Humane Society um, or the ASPCA might facilitate these kind of programs. I think that they primarily, that Pet Tech needs those places to kind of provide a venue where they can teach this course. It was um, five hours long. So it was, uh, you know, pretty long, pretty thorough. Um, And it came with a booklet and a whole bunch of handouts with additional information. And the woman who taught the course was just phenomenal. She she was a proud, crazy cat lady, and she admitted it. I loved – she said that um, – she said, I'm a crazy cat lady, and I know it. She said, I'm not going to tell you how many cats I have, but it's more than five and less than 20. And I'll let you kind of ponder that. <laughs> so she was just – she was really cool. She, You guys would have loved her. Um, and she was so knowledgeable, and she had um, years and years of experience doing all kinds of rescue for pets and also um, farm animals. So she had lots of insight to share, and I'm really glad I did that course. So of course, while I was sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be a great blog post. This could be a great blog post. This could be a great blog post. And I was having a million ideas. And this is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, you know, in, in episode 204, I just talked about how um, doing doing certain parts of my business, especially like the influencer work, was just not making me excited. And I was just feeling burnt out. And so I really have been looking for a spark of excitement. And what do you know? Getting certified in pet first aid gave me a huge spark of excitement and just knowing that now I have knowledge that can help so many pet parents and pets and help improve the lives of pets um, and their people. And it's like my duty and my mission on earth to share that information so that it can help as many people as possible. So... I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, but so actions I took, right? I, I enrolled and I started doing the coursework for the canine enrichment certification. I enrolled and earned my certification in pet first aid and CPR. I also had a brainstorming call with my friend Jen of Long Haul Trekkers. I mentioned uh, earlier in the episode how important it is to have some friends who get what it is that you do. (laughs) Most of our friends in our lives don't do what we do, right? So I have a lot of dog mom friends, but almost none of them have their own business. So being able to talk to someone like Jen, who we've known each other for years, 
She's also a blogger and um, she's been, I hope it's okay that I mention this, but she's been working on um, dog training stuff. So it it really just kind of lined up perfectly that I was thinking of doing some kind of canine enrichment stuff. We just had a lot to talk about. And we had this great brainstorming call that just helped me kind of talk through the pluses and minuses of starting this dog walking canine enrichment service business or or not, right? Um, I also want to mention that I got a ton of really great DMs from you guys that were so helpful and supportive. If you ever have any feedback on any of these episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at wherewagrepeat. I love to talk about it and kind of hear what you liked, what you thought. If you have any criticism, I also love to hear that too, because I think that's how we grow. Um, But speaking of talking to Jen and kind of weighing the pluses and minuses of all of this, um, I was prompted to do a SWOT analysis. Now, if you've taken any kind of marketing course or a business course, you might be familiar with this. Um, A SWOT analysis is S-W-O-T, and that stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. These strengths and the weaknesses reflect things that are kind of existing within your organization or your business or yourself or whatever. And then the opportunities and threats are external forces that are impacting your business or your project or whatever it is that you're working on. So I did a SWOT analysis, which kind of also led me to assess, like, really, what are what are my goals? Like, why would I want to start a dog walking service, canine enrichment service? First of all, I don't even know what to really call it in a succinct way. <laughs> so that's a definite challenge. Um, but anyhow, let's let's talk about this SWOT analysis. I want to kind of describe what all these things are and and what they would mean for this potential business idea, right? So strengths are what an organization excels at and what separates it from the competition. So for me, remember, these are internal things. So this has to do with me. So my strengths are that I'm really great at teaching and communicating. I love working with dogs. I think that I have a a great skill at sharing info in an approachable and easy to understand way. Um, plus, I'm also getting this canine enrichment certification. So these are all strengths that would really positively impact um, this canine enrichment service business concept. Okay, then let's talk about the weaknesses. So on the flip side, the weaknesses are things that would stop an organization from performing at its optimum level. So for me, in this context, for the dog service, dog walking enrichment business, uh, the weaknesses that would that would stop me from performing at an optimum level would be lack of time. Also, my lack of management experience. Um, you know, running the numbers, I think the best way to um, start a service business like this for me would be to outsource and to hire help. To, to help me run it. Uh, and I don't have any experience actually <laughs> managing other people in that way. And I'm, I'm not sure that I want to gain that experience. 
I also know that I can't be in more than one place at one time. So it would be pretty hard for me to continue operating at the level that I'm at right now with my podcast and my blog and the Wagger Pete Society and my online courses and all the other things that I do, plus, you know, taking care of my own dogs and my own life. It would be pretty difficult to add in a whole other thing that would require me to be outside of my home, right? I also think that a weakness is that this service would be at a relatively low cost compared to other services that I already provide by way of like online coaching and sponsored content and that kind of stuff. Okay, moving on. Let's look at the opportunities. Um, what's great about the SWOT analysis is that it goes from like positive to negative and then it goes back to positive and negative again. So um, it, it's a really great way to kind of weigh the pros and cons. So now let's talk about opportunities and threats. These are external things. So opportunities would be favorable external factors that could give an organization a competitive advantage. So for me, with this potential business, um, an opportunity would be that I don't see any other dog walkers providing this service in my area. Enrichment is also becoming way more popular and a lot more known about by your average pet parent. There are also tons of different kinds of enrichment that you can provide. Uh, I think most people think of Kongs and Topples, uh, and then maybe the next thing people know about is doing scent work, but there are so many things, and there's a million variations on those that you could do. You would never run out of things to do. So there are a ton of opportunities, not to mention uh, there's a lot of people who got dogs in the last two years during the pandemic that it might be their first dog and they don't have a lot of experience. Uh, so there's a huge opportunity of clients to work with. Now, on the flip side, the threats would be factors that have the potential to harm an organization. And in this case, I think the threats would be, um, in this very moment, would be the extremely high cost of gas right now and also uh, the labor shortage. So, you know, if my grand plan is to start this service myself and pretty quickly ramp it up and hire other people, it might not go according to plan because it's it's really hard right now to find employees and find people to work for you. So that's my SWOT analysis for this. And I think that you might have picked up, um, there are definitely a lot of opportunities and I have my strengths, right, that I'm, I can't lose those. Um, but I kind of feel like the weaknesses and the threats outweigh the strengths and opportunities just a little bit, maybe like 60-40. I don't think it's it, – it's not like an absolute no, but it's just kind of like leaning in the no direction for me. So then I started thinking about my goals, right? And like what – why exactly did I want to start this business? And I talked about this more in episode 204. But the whole reason I wanted to, to start this new thing um, was, one, to impact the lives of dogs – and help more parents know about canine enrichment because I just think it's so fantastic. And then number two really is to increase my income. Guys, we we're running businesses. I want to make that money. 
(laughs) And I don't want to leave my house to make it. So, (laughs) right? Um, So if my two goals are to impact the lives of dogs and then also to increase my income and then looking at that in kind of the, the framework of the SWOT analysis, I really came to a realization. And it all comes back to the words of my favorite person, Marie Forleo. I love her, guys. I, You know I'm a big B-School promoter. Marie says, you have to simplify to amplify. And it's such a simple concept. I've learned it from her in so many different ways, but it's brilliant. And it, it always comes back. And especially for someone like me, and maybe if you're entrepreneurial as well, we can kind of get squirrel brain and see shiny objects and go darting in different directions all the time. But it's really important to simplify in order to amplify your income, your impact, your happiness, all of these kind of things, right? So if I want to impact uh, a lot of pets' lives, if I do a service-based business, I can probably only take on a handful of clients. Maybe they'll share what I teach them with their friends. Maybe they won't. Who knows? However, if I blog about it, I have the potential to reach thousands, even tens of thousands of people through my blog posts and help people who know about enrichment already to diversify the kind of enrichment that they're providing to their dog, and then also to teach people who've never even heard of this concept to discover it for the very, very first time. So I think that if my goal is to impact the lives of pets, blogging seems like a much better avenue to go than an in-person service. And then let's think about the income part. I was just kind of running the numbers and and I was talking to Jen Sotolongo about this on our little brainstorming call. I was thinking that uh, how much money, you know, how much money could I make handling a um, or taking on a handful of dog clients uh, and versus (laughs) if I were to focus, simplify to amplify and focus on getting my page views up really high on my blog and writing really great quality, consistent content more frequently than I have been in a long time, uh, would that income that I get from the increased page views by way of ads and affiliate income, would that be equal to or maybe even greater than the income I would bring in from taking on a handful of in-person doggy clients. I think it would, especially after expenses like gas, which is very expensive right now, uh, insurance that I would need, plus the travel time to get to and from all of these doggy clients' houses. So looking at that, I really realized that uh, I should probably just buckle down and blog some more. So the solution really is to just kind of keep doing what I've been doing. But I think what's changed for me is that I am excited now. And as I was kind of preparing to record this and writing out my outline for what to talk to you about today, it reminded me, because I'm sitting in my office writing this, it reminded me of maybe five years ago, I rearranged 
all the furniture in my home office. I was like, I need a change. I've been si- I can't see it anymore. I need to move everything around. But it's not a big room, and and in here I have a desk, um, kind of a like I don't know sideboard. I don't know what you would call it, um, where I keep my printer, and I have some drawers with all kind of craft supplies and stuff. Uh, and I also have this big day bed with a twin size mattress on it. So you know, there's only so many places all those things can go because there's also windows and it's not a very big room. And so I was determined to rearrange everything and refresh everything. And it's just little old me here with this heavy furniture in this tight space. And I spent hours moving everything, moving the rugs underneath of it. I was sweating and I was just like, go. I was racking my brain on how I could rearrange these things. And then do you know what I ended up doing? I ended up putting it all back exactly where it was. <laughs> and I feel like this is exactly what I have done in the last, um, well, gosh, it's it's been more than a month because I started thinking about this, this canine enrichment service idea back in like October or November. I remember sitting outside with one of my friends talking about it. So it's been a while. But Here I am basically back where I started that I need to prioritize blogging about this stuff. So my plan now is to take the motivation and the excitement and that spark that I had while I was sitting in this pet first aid class of, oh my gosh, this would be a great blog post, or oh my gosh, I need to tell pet parents about this, is to sit down and really put together a content calendar, do my keyword research, be really smart about what I'm doing, but focus on sharing this really valuable information that I'm learning uh, and, and sharing it through through high quality blog posts on my blog on a very regular, consistent basis. And I think what's really going to help me now is to assign a concrete goal to this. For example, um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to start this other business was to you know, create a new revenue stream, create some extra income. So I'm going to set a really concrete goal for myself, like make an extra thousand dollars a month or something like that, uh, through these efforts, whether that is through, um, ad revenue that I get through additional page views and traffic, or if it's through affiliate links, just being more smart and strategic about what I have already spent years building up. Uh, Instead of adding something new to the mix, I think what I want to do is really zero in and focus down (laughs) and just be smarter about amplifying the things that I already have going on. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to set those goals. I'm going to work backwards and figure out how to reach those goals. And then I'll reassess after a few months uh, and see if there is maybe something else I want to do. Like maybe maybe I do want to teach some in-person workshops about canine enrichment Uh, Or maybe I want to create an online course about canine enrichment for pet parents. Um, The course that I'm taking right now is really geared towards pet professionals, and it's very thorough. Uh, I don't think your average pet parent would want to sign up for this, or if they did, I don't think they would complete it. 
So, you know, maybe creating something specifically for them down the line in the future would be a really great thing to pursue. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So I will try to bookmark to record a part three of this series of a behind the scenes look at what goes on here at Wear, Rock, Repeat. And of course, I would love to hear your input and feedback about what you think. Please reach out to me, DM me, email me, whatever you want to do. I want to hear what you think or if this episode helped you realize that you need to simplify to amplify or that you need to do a SWOT analysis on a new thing that you're launching in your business. Uh, And remember that the Wear Wag Repeat Society will be opening back up in the beginning of April. So if you need a community of people or you just want to have more time with me (laughs) um, to talk about your business, and how to grow your pet business online and make an impact in the lives of pets and their people. We would love to have you in the Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. Jump over and get on the wait list at wearwagrepeat.com slash society. And hopefully we'll see you in there. If not, I will see you around Instagram. Thanks a lot, guys, and have a great day. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.